Business owners all around the country are pivoting their goods and services to meet the new demands COVID-19 has brought upon us. And with us today is an entrepreneur with 100 employees that stood to lose them all, but he pivoted and had his best week in over a year. We're the Benham Brothers, and this is the Expert Ownership Podcast. We believe entrepreneurs and business owners were made for moments like this, and leaders like you, you weren't built just to survive. You were born to thrive. Today, we're talking with Justin Reeder, a small business owner with a company spanning several states who's thriving in the midst of COVID-19. But not only that, he's taken the success of his company for over 10 years and has now shifted his focus to significance in the community by being a voice for the unborn. It's our honor to introduce you to our good friend, Justin Reeder. Justin, tell us about your business, man. I mean, you started it, you franchised it out of Florida, and now you're here in the Carolinas. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a simple business. We're cleaning trucks, you know, but it's a need that exists, you know, for every company. So we're washing trucks for companies like FedEx, yeah. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Waste Management. If they got fleets, we'll wash them. Oh, I love that. Just pressure washing. Yeah. So we soap it, we brush it, we rinse it, we do water recovery, uh, it's a blue-collar industry, but we've really have brought excellence and faithfulness to it. Okay, so now obviously we hit COVID. And so all these business owners and entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast, they want to know what pivot did you make? Because you've actually done something really cool. So tell us, when COVID hit, you obviously pivoted. And I don't want to steal your thunder, but you got to tell us what you did because you've had the best uh, four or five weeks that you've had in, in the last year of business. So tell us what you did. Yeah, I mean, it's been a real blessing, obviously. So... We, just like everybody else, we weren't sure how it was going to affect our business. We knew we were going to take a hit, but we've taken hits in the past. We lived through the 08. We lived even through a drought. We went through a drought here in the Carolinas that almost shut the business down. So we've been through different trials, but we immediately said, well, first off, let's not spend money that we don't have yeah, to spend. That's, that's number one. Yeah, but then also, conserve your cash. That's good. Yep. Talk to our clients. Reach out to our clients. You know, Let them know we're here to serve them in any way we can and ask questions. What can we do during this time to help you and help protect, your, help protect your team members and the people that you're serving. And so something we came across pretty quickly was, obviously, they're concerned about their, their employees, first and foremost. So their mm -hmm. work environment. Well, for us, the work environment is the truck. So people that are sitting in their cabs, driving across the nation, making these deliveries, going into homes, delivering into warehouses that put, could potentially be yeah. contributing to the spread of the virus. Yeah. So we started cleaning the interior of the cabs, which is something that we typically don't do. So we started sanitizing the interior of the cabs like with, how? A, with a food grade chemical that hospitals use, schools use currently already. And we have a, a manufacturer that we get our chemicals from already that has this special chemical that we were able to jump on and put a, a huge order in. And so we actually are fogging these cabs with these backpack blowers. We go into the, the cabs of these trucks and we, we clean them out. And so now they're sterile for their people to work Love, in. Oh, that is genius. Okay, yeah. so walk me through real quick. Walk me through, did you get your leaders together? Did you just get the whole company together? I mean, you've got how many locations? Uh, we have eight locations across five states. Okay, so how many employees and contractors and vendors? Yeah, about 100. About 100. Okay, so a, a nice size small business. Uh, 
who came up with the idea? Was it you? Do you want to take credit? No, for that no, or? I'm not going to take credit. So <laughs> in, in our industry, you know, we're part of a franchise system. So this was kind of stirring, you know, with a bunch of the different franchisees, the okay. franchisor, the before conversation COVID? before COVID? No, when, when COVID hit, we okay, all kind of got, got together. We're all on the phone with each other, talking to our clients, figuring out how can we pivot during this time and uh, serve our clients well. So, you know, it took some, it took a while to land on the right chemical and to l- land on the right process. There's different ways to apply the chemical. So we all kind of put our heads together. We came up with a game plan and then we talked to our employees just real straight. We, we got a conference call with all of our people and we said, look, we don't know how this is going to affect us um, directly, but here's what we do know is that all of us have to pull together during this time, be faithful with our time, work our tails off. And look, we're going to do the best that we can to keep everybody on staff here. Everybody continue to work here, but we need everybody pulling in the same direction with us. If you're slacking, you got to go. Hmm. But if you really want to fight and you want to make this thing work, then let's go. We believe we have a plan. We can make it work. We're going to serve our clients well. We're going to not only offer this new product, but we're going to make sure our current product is at a very high level we stay very close, um, connected with, with our clients. So that's what we did. And it's been incredible. Yeah, we lost some business for our, our normal exterior washing as some of the car industry really shut down. Like we, we work with a company that hauls all the products for BMW. BMW shut down their manufacturing plant in Spartanburg, South Carolina. But we picked up a whole lot of business on the interior cabs. We've actually had the best four to five weeks we've had over, in, over the last year of the company. Wow, that's the beauty of a pivot, man. Yeah, yeah it's so incredible. We, we like to say that you've you've got to first pause, then pivot, then plan, and then you pursue it. Yep. You did all four of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, during times like this, you have to get creative. You yeah. have to get lean and mean. Again, we, we're not spending money that we don't have to. Um, but uh, we, f- we found out what uh, an issue was, and we filled, find out a way to, to fulfill that and to yeah. fix it. And uh, the clients love it. We actually are, are serving not only all of our existing clients, but we have – people that we don't wash for currently that are now calling us saying, hey, can you do the interior cab cleaning uh, for us? And then that's also turning into exterior cleaning. And now it's turning into, can you do my building? Can you clean my shop? Can you clean our offices? Can you fog our offices? So it's just continuing to expand and and grow. And we believe that this this will actually take our company to a whole nother level. Oh, I love that. Well, you know, now I'm going to pivot the conversation (laughs) uh, because I believe there's a reason why your family is is doing so well with this business not only are you creating jobs which is an amazing thing not only are you bringing uh, profit to a community and you're blessing all of these other businesses by ordering products and all of these other things that you're doing um, but you're not just focused on in- income you're focused on impact yeah uh, how many years ago did all of a sudden I remember you talked with me and Jason about something that was on your heart as a business owner um, take us, walk us, walk us through that whole thing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really your guys fault that all that <laughs> happened. Uh, but no, seriously, I mean, you guys obviously have encouraged me and, and spoken into me in, in so many ways over the years. And one of the things is, uh, I felt the call of ministry on my life at a very young age. And I always thought ministry meant that, you know, it had to be either a pastor or a worship pastor or a missionary in sure. China. Like that's right. my paradigm for ministry. And uh, the Lord really uh, showed me early on in business, and you guys really helped pour fuel on that fire, that uh, my ministry is in the marketplace. There's no separation between the two. And so we started really just pouring into our people, um, discipling them. We saw people come to know the Lord in our our business. Our employees started baptizing guys, doing discipleship training (laughs) in our office space like you guys do here. And uh, so it's not 
you know, we don't do, do business to allow us to do ministry. We do ministry in the business and we also do ministry outside of the business. Yeah. It's, it's all of the above. It's good. Um, and so it's, it, it, we also are generating profit, obviously that we're pouring into mission fields. But I think a lot of Christian business guys, a lot of times only view it as let me make some money and then I'll pour it into yeah. missions or I'll give it to people that know how to share the gospel or no, give it to people that know how to do discipleship. Yeah. And that's, that's an element of it, but it's, it's both. And so, but in 2012, uh, you guys invited a friend of mine out to the abortion center that, mm. that brought me. And that's when we first met was in 2012 in front of the abortion center. Let me just pause and say real quick, uh, Jason and I um, would actually take business meetings in front of the abortion facility. And if you oh. watch uh, the story of William Wilberforce, Amazing Grace, he used to actually take uh, some of the parliamentarians, and he would take them down, and the business leaders of the day, he would take them to the slave docks, yep. and he would let them smell it, mm-hmm. and he would throw the shackles on the boardroom table, and he would just say, hey, experience this. Yeah. So Jason yeah. and I would bring business owners and pastors down to the abortion facility across the street where mothers were walking in, and we would pray and have our business yeah. meetings, but it really was very impactful. So you yeah, showed up. Yeah, that's what happened to me. You guys brought me out to <laughs> yeah. the slave ship of our day, and uh, I saw for the first time, you know, what I had heard about. Of course, I knew abortion was taking place, but never went in front of those places, didn't know the magnitude of it in my backyard. I'd actually been doing business with a company right across the street from the business park, where the abortion center is, it was actually one of my very first clients. We've been wow. one of my clients for ten years at that point. It still still have that client. So it, it was just it was shocking to me that this was happening in our backyard, out of sight, out of mind, at the scale and the magnitude that it was. And my heart just broke that day mm-hmm. as I saw around thirty moms pull into this abortion center. Um, it was no longer a statistic. It was real. It was mm-hmm. human beings, lives right in front of me. I remember one, one of the moms, her, she was even showing, like you could see her wow. belly. And my, I just broke, man. I broke for, uh, for, of my own lack of action, a mm-hmm. conviction of my own. Like here I am, you know, building a company, which is great, doing a lot of good work, but I'm not caring for the least of these in my city. And and so I was deeply convicted that day. Uh, I was broken over what I encountered, went back to my office, shared it with my staff and said, man, did you guys know what's happening in our city? And then eventually took my staff out there and we just prayed in front of the abortion center, didn't know what else to do. But it wasn't just the, the darkness that really shook me. It was actually that the church wasn't there. It was the absence right. of light that uh, really was deeply convicting to me. Here we are in the Charlotte area where we have more churches per capita than anywhere else in America. And we have the largest abortion center in the Southeast. And there's only a faithful few that are out here. Where is the church? And so the Lord just started really working me in me in a deep way in 2012. So then obviously what came out of that? Finish the story, yeah, and then so, I'll start peppering some questions. Yeah, so uh, you know, got involved with you guys and Cities for Life and some pregnancy care centers in the city, and just was in a season of um, prayer and fasting, and uh, we felt that the Lord was leading us into a new season, didn't know exactly what that looked like. We thought it was going to be international missions, actually, mm-hmm. but the Lord had different plans for us. In August 20th, 2015, I felt the Lord speak very clearly to me during that season of prayer and fasting. I've called you to the least of these, and I've called you to be a voice for the voiceless. And mm-hmm. over the course of a week, he just began waking me up in the middle of the night, downloading a strategy and a plan to mobilize his church. Yeah. And that's what became uh, Love Life. And that's the mission of Love Life, unite and mobilize the church to create a culture of love and life. 
that will result to an end to abortion and the orphan crisis. So we launched it in 2016, and we've been running at it since then. All and right. You know what? And I just want to say this real quick because this is there's so much awesome stuff in what you just unpacked for us. But uh, you started off with identity. You started off talking about how you're running your business back in 2008, 2009, 2010, and you recognized that your business was your ministry and that you were just as much a minister as anybody else that's been called into, and I put this in quotes, ministry, full-time ministry, right? Right. That you recognize that first and that as you begin to run your business as a ministry, then God pricked your heart for you to actually do something outside of your for-profit business and to create something in the nonprofit space. Yeah. And that specifically was to the mission field of, of life, of the unborn. Yeah, I like that better. The mission field of the unborn, which is the greatest mission field of all time. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're, yeah. we're looking at Isaiah 1, how God says, don't pray to me yeah. because your hands are filled with blood. you got to yeah. do something about the bloodshed yeah. first. right? Your, your religious activity, what is that to me? You know, the most, the most vulnerable among you are dying. What are we doing about that? That's right. And so you, you now are making an impact, literal global impact right now through Love Life. And if you haven't gone to Love Life, you need to check out lovelife.org. Yep. That's the website, yep. right? They're also Love Life CLT on social media. It's just powerful. You guys need to go check that out. But what I love about this is that you started this. And you've been funding your own salary to run Love Life out of the money that you make in your for-profit, and you're not yeah. raising money for your own support. Right. Like, that's a beautiful thing. Now, the, and, the ministry and, needs support, but, but your own personal salary. And listen, entrepreneur out there, you need to recognize what Justin Reeder has done is exactly what we believe God is calling other entrepreneurs to do. Start an awesome business that meets tangible needs and make great money, and then use that so that you can go out and make an impact in That's the right. world. Now, 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 a beautiful now, thing. Walk us through, Justin, real yeah. quick on how you do it with your business, because you still own your business. Yep. So We're not saying abandon yep. your business. Right. right. I mean, to walk us through for other entrepreneurs that are like, I want to have an impact, or at least in five years, I want to do what Justin did. Walk them through yeah. how you're doing well, it. Well, I'd say, first off, you just got to be faithful where you are. You know, don't get yeah. ahead of yourself. Um, you know, it took us about 10 years to really build the business to where it was, to where I was able to get out of the business and really pour all my effort and my time now into love life. Uh, but there's no such thing as an overnight success, right? Mm. It takes about yeah. 10 years. That's what we always tell people. Yeah. And so, and, and for us, that's what it took. It took 10 years to really establish it really well to be a launching pad now for kingdom advancement. And look, life's too short for this just to be about putting more dollars in our pocket and playing more golf and being on the beach. Like we got to have a kingdom mindset. You know, we want global domination for the glory of God. And and so, and that's what we're after with this, like leverage everything you have. Now is the time as a Christian business guy to leverage everything you have for the kingdom of God, especially in a time when we are facing the greatest moral issue, not only in our generation through abortion, but in the history of the world. That's right. Since 1980, 1.5 billion have been murdered in the womb since 1980. Those are the best numbers we have, 1.5 billion globally since 1980. It is the greatest genocide in the history of the world, and it's happening in our time. Mm. And we must leverage all that we have for it. Oh, that's amazing. And you know, you, in order to do this, I remember you walking through it, 2012, you're, 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 you go out there, 2013, you're starting to really spend some time with the Lord. 2014, boom, it mm-hmm. exists. 
But I remember in your business, and, and it follows the pattern that we built expert ownership on. It starts with you got you scale through system. You have a system in place yeah. with your company. Absolutely. And then you have to build your team through that mm -hmm. system and succeed through others. And then you have to have good leadership. And then you have the opportunity now to bring in the impact because the income is now flowing because you've built it properly. The, you did the exact same thing, though, with Love Life. Like mm -hmm. now in the midst of COVID-19, there's been even not only a pivot in your business, but there's been a pivot with Love Life because you can't gather anymore. The, right. the, the prayer gatherings that once took place can't gather the same way they did. Tell us how you pivoted and you're utilizing systems to scale this thing up. Yeah, so we kind of were forced to pivot in a lot of ways um, as some of us ended up in jail for being out on the public sidewalks praying, which is <laughs> yes. pretty crazy. I um, never thought I'd yeah. ever be in jail. It was my I, first arrest. I just want to pause real quick. This is Jason. Um, for those of you who are just listening to the podcast, not watching the video. So David got arrested, was it a week and a half ago? Yeah. And yeah. of course it was national news. What most people don't know, and I pop popped this out on social media, was the week before Justin here got arrested. Yep. Doing yeah. the exact and thing. nobody covered so it. Justin Poor plowed Justin. the ground, and David came in and got all the hoopla around there. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't Someone mean it. Someone had to clear the way. Someone had to right. clear the way. That's right. No, so we we uh, obviously we want to honor social distancing. We want to respect, you know, the, the reality of COVID-19. And we have a lot of pastors in New York City that are suffering greatly from this yes. virus. One of our pastors actually passed away um, uh, this last week from wow. the virus. So it's very serious, and we want to honor that. Um, and, but we got to be creative. And, and the reality is, is that abortion centers remain open mm. in the midst of a global pandemic, which, I mean, honestly, should be that, that should, should stir us greatly as yes, a church. Like, right. what, a, what an incredible hypocrisy exists in the land. Here we are trying to preserve life yet we are murdering our children on a scale and a magnitude like never seen before. We're limiting church services while abortion centers have no restrictions on them whatsoever, yep, packing people in these buildings. So we, we have uh, commands from Christ to love our neighbor as ourselves, and we must obey those commands. If I was a child in the womb, if I was a dad or if I was a mother in that hopeless situation, I sure hope there would be a voice That's of right. hope. Someone that there would be a Christian witness at those places. And so we must continue to be at these abortion centers, even in the midst of a global pandemic, while honoring social distancing, while honoring CDC recommendations. And so we're doing that through a virtual prayer walk now. We're having our pastors go out to the abortion centers with small groups, no longer our mass gatherings of hundreds or, or thousands, but a pastor at every abortion center with a handful of people while honoring social distancing with yep. hand sanitizer, all those things, but nonetheless, a Christian witness at mm. a place of death to be a voice of, of hope for those families that are going for abortion. So we're doing that now, not only in the four cities that we're in, where we've opened it up to the nation. Yeah. Um, and so now this last Saturday, we had over 13 abortion centers covered um, yeah. all the way from Miami to New York to Detroit and, and everywhere in between. You're doing it through Facebook Live? Facebook Live. You have one live feed and we're pulling in each individual city on this live feed. So we're taking you literally to the front lines of the abortion centers across the nation where a local pastor is present, and he's going to give us an update. Hey, there's 10 people there in the abortion center right now. One just chose life. Yeah. Now pray with me. Pray with me, church. So we're, we're, we're growing um, a global um, army of prayer warriors wow. that are praying in real time as families are in the valley of decision yes. at these places of death 
with a Christian witness, and really we're just challenging the church, it's time to produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Mm. Like there is, there's an inward repentance that's very real, Isaiah 58, you know, true fasting and true repentance that must occur within us, but there's also an outward action that mm. is associated with true repentance or with true fasting. And so we can be praying and we can be fasting, um, and that's, that's great. That's a huge part of it. But there's also an outward action, and that's where the Christian witness at these places of death is so necessary. But it's not just there to be prayerful, but it's also to say, Mama, we will walk with you. Dad, yeah. we will walk with you. If you've had the abortion, we want to bring you through healing and restoration through Jesus Christ. And so it's, it's the church in action, man. And we know it's in this repentance that we will see revival and awakening and a healing in our land, as Second Chronicles 7.14 says. I love that oh so gosh. much, man. I tell you what, my heart's beating fast, the hair on the back so of my neck standing <laughs> up, man. You know what I love is that uh, somebody could, could have tuned into this podcast about five minutes ago and heard you talking and, and been like, now what preacher is that? What, what, what church is he a pastor of? And what they don't know is that you are an entrepreneur who owns a business that's located in seven different states? Six. Five, five, five states. Five, five different states. states. Six sounds better, but five states. <laughs> but but the, the same thing that made you awesome in your for-profit business is what's making you so good and so creative in this nonprofit space and standing for life. I mean, God has definitely raised you up for this hour, and I want to encourage those who are listening to this podcast today. And, and when, when you're listening to Justin right now, speak as the way he's speaking and something inside your heart is stirring. Just know that that same identity of a minister is inside of you. That's right. And you are yeah. called to full-time yeah. ministry. Now stay in your for-profit space and kick butt there. Make as much income as you can and use that to generate it so that you can make an impact just as Justin is doing. That's not just a call for Justin. That's not yeah. just a call for me and David with the stuff that we've been doing, but it's a call for you too. This is exciting, man. Yeah, and, and in order to do that, if you need help with your system, if you need help with building your team, if you need help on how do you lead properly and grow it to the level yeah. that your company grew and grow it to the level that our companies have grown to. Expert ownership, that's, where we, that's what we're pushing, expert ownership. And the goal for Jason and I is impact. That's yeah. our goal. It's not just success without significance or money without meaning. It is absolute, yeah. uh, like you said, global yeah. domination of the yeah. kingdom of God for his glory. Yeah, and I, I just want to encourage people to get connected to that because you guys have poured into my life a lot over the years, and I know a lot of those principles are in that training. So encourage people to lock into that and just say, start small. You That's know, the right. kingdom of God starts small. Jesus mm -hmm. said the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It starts small, but then it grows and it expands and expands and expands. What are you doing with what you have now? What are you doing That's with good. the revelation that God has already given you? Like the revela simple revelation of that your, 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 your business is your ministry. How, right. are you, how are you treating your employees? Mm. Are you sharing your faith in, your, in the marketplace? Mm. You know, it, it's in that step of obedience with the revelation that you have that God starts to unlock greater revelation in your life. So mm. be faithful in the area that you currently are. I think about the story of David. You know, David wasn't out to slay a giant on the day that he went to slay the giant. Right, right. He was simply delivering pizza yeah. um, to his brothers. <laughs> I say um, crackers and spray cheese. Yeah, I mean, pizza, <laughs> bread, and cheese. That's what I call pizza. But yeah. delivering you know, pizza to his brothers. His dad said, go take this to your brothers. And he just was being obedient. He was being faithful where he was. And he didn't get to pick the giant in his land. He didn't get to decide what Goliath looked like. And we don't get to pick, we don't get to pick what the giant in our land is today. It just happens to be abortion. We could have been mm, born right. in a different generation, and it might have been slavery. But this is the time that God picked us to live in this place, mm. and we get to choose how we will live 
in that time and place. And the giant in our land is abortion. And so and God calls us to bring that stronghold down in Jesus' name. And that's such a good encouragement. David did have his own little business. It was a family business. Yep. When he heard the giant taunting, he was willing in that moment to lay down his business, yep. to lose it. That's where so many entrepreneurs find themselves today. Is It's very difficult to think about laying down your business to stand for what's right. Absolutely. So I commend you for not... Uh, not holding your business to a point where you weren't willing to stand for what's right. And now looking at it, you had the five best weeks you've had in a long time after mm. you get arrested and all this stuff <laughs> that's happening, man. The Lord yeah. is really blessing you. So yeah. congratulations to Praise you, God. Justin. Yeah. God be the glory. And Amen. I just want to say, surround your people with amazing people of God, like these two have been in my life, my dad, my, my team members at the company that you know have the same mission and mindset that we have. The team that's working on the business side knows that that is propelling what's happening on Love Life side, as well as the ministry that's happening in the business and vice versa. Our team on Love Life knows that the team over on the business side, they're all working together. Again, it's global domination for the glory of God, like and, and leveraging all that we have to do it. And so so, you know, surround yourself with people that have the same heartbeat, the same mindset, that are kingdom advancers. Mm. Awesome. Well, Justin, I'm so stinking inspired. I love it. Yes. I am ready. I'm ready on both ends of the spectrum to be God's minister in the for-profit and non-profit. And you know what I'm really excited about? I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm really excited about the course or the community or whatever it is that the three of us are going to do together for leveraging your business for kingdom impact. That's coming. Yeah, so let's th- do it. This, this little podcast is the kickoff for that. I just want to go ahead and send that <laughs> Day, shot right awesome. up Day one. Let's Thanks, Jay Boy. Thanks, guys. Man, I, I tell you what I picked up immediately from him is he said two things. That right when COVID hit, his business was doing really well, but right when COVID hit, the first thing he said was, we're not going to spend any cash. Yep. Where's my cash? Yep. And yep. then I'm going to call my clients. I'm going to ask them what they need. Yeah. Those two things. That was the first two decisions that he made. So, so I would make it this way. Cash and communicate. Those Ooh. two things. You like, like that? a Baptist preacher. No, but that's great. Because, no. he, you know, he had a pivot. He planned, and then he pursued the pivot. So this is, uh, I mean, absolutely. And, and he had his best week in a year. But it's, yeah. I, I, and I really believe what's really important, I, I, in my opinion, the absolute most crucial takeaway for all of our listeners, is that business can be your ministry yep. if you have a heart to serve the Lord. That yep. it abs and excellence paves the way. Excellence is what opens the door. And he had a system. Look, you think for ten years he's building his business without a system. He had good leadership in place. He built his team. He had his system, and boom! Now he can transition from success to significance. Money from money to meaning and income to. Yep. Influence, impact, impact, <laughs> same thing, all of it. Yeah, but I just love that he his system and how awesome he was in business is what it gave him the foundation to do this love life work. Yeah, and and he and he doesn't broadcast this to anybody. He, he's paying his own salary out of his yeah. business. Well, you said so that, that he can do all of the yeah. stuff in his nonprofit. That's fantastic, man. I, I this was my favorite podcast so far. Yeah, and, and and another thing is that uh, none of us really broadcast this, but Justin didn't put out a newsletter for support. He didn't do any of that stuff. He came to my brother and I. We went to one more business leader and the four of us business guys got together and we looked at our companies and we said, "Where can we harvest out of our company some resources?" Uh, whether it be an employee or some additional resource support from our marketing teams or whoever, including with our money. 
And we were able to launch Love Life uh, and be kind of on that uh, kind of on that launch mission. So there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are out there. If you go ahead and just in your mind right now, you make yourself available and ready to be a voice for the unborn or ready to transition some of your resources, including your money, uh, to, to making some impact. And, and whatever it is that's really close to your heart, pay close attention to that because Justin's story shows us that we can do it. Yep, and expert ownership isn't about just making money. It is about making that impact and living a life of meaning and helping others experience life. So, man, this was great. I can't wait for people to hear this. All right. Have a good day.